Hello and welcome back to season two of Zero Wasted Days. I am honored that you are here with me and I am so excited for all of the episodes to come. I am also just very grateful for all of the reviews that you've been leaving and all of the love that you've been giving me inside my DMs. I love nothing more than to be of service to you and to hear that everything that I'm talking about here at Zero Wasted Days is resonating. You know, I really want to inspire you to push the boundaries of what's expected in your life and business, to challenge norms and your growth edges, and to go after the most audacious dreams, because I've seen for myself that anything is truly possible when you have a vision and are ready to go after it. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Zero Wasted Days. We are well into the month of January. I have beautiful Australian clients that are coming out of their summer and starting to get in touch again because it's like a new year for all of the Aussies and then all of the people in the Northern Hemisphere are hunkering down a little in the winter. But I know that personally, I have had a beautiful January, just really stepping into my vision for this year, slowly starting to take some steps forward towards some of my big goals. And this year just feels like it's such an energetic vibe for me. And I am just really excited about what is to come. I have talked many times about how kind of January 2023 had a very different energy for me. And I've talked about it in other episodes. And so it's just really nice to start the year, not just the year with the... It, hitting the ground running, but just really having so much clarity in terms of what I'm doing. Of course, there's lots of stuff to do and more so than ever for me in my business and in a kind of in this phase that I am in right now. And so I am putting all of my practices and all of my tools and all of my rituals, just everything that I teach and I'm doing a lot of self-coaching just to make sure that I don't lose sight of my life and everything else that's going on when things feel full and busy. And I know that many visions for yourselves as I'm getting on calls with clients are starting to take shape and strategies are being nutted out. And so many women start the year gung-ho and ready to take it all on. And then sometimes we get into these like third, fourth weeks and things start to kind of really ramp up. And, you know, all of a sudden, all of that kind of good intention kind of falls by the wayside. Those good intentions can turn to really unproductive days or you procrastinating or maybe a lack of focus and really not knowing how to get through this mammoth to-do list. Maybe your doubt is starting to mount and, and feels overwhelming. Your big dreams for 2024 can so quickly turn to small downsized projects and your strategy that was this beautiful big strategy and vision gets downsized really before you know it. And with your big vision and your big dreams set out for you for this year, and it doesn't have to be, not everybody is, is going hell for leather and going after great, big, grandiose dreams. It's just building sustainable businesses. But we have this, this fever at the beginning of the new year. And sometimes before you know it, like I said, those plans start to get downsized. And one of the reasons why they get downsized that you might not even realize or recognize is that your mind starts to take over. 
Your mind decides that whatever grandiose plans that you came up with, it's decided without even telling you that maybe this dream is not for you. It's knocked you down a peg or two and you started to actually believe it. You're starting to believe this little, this negative chatter and this little thing on your shoulder saying, maybe this isn't for you. And this is largely your subconscious that's talking to you. A client and I work on this weekly because she just needs lots of mindset work and reframing. But when she first came to me, she didn't realize what was actually even happening, that this kind of negative self-talk. I would wonder in the very first stages of when we started working together, what was happening? We would work on some stuff one week and then she'd come the next week and she talked herself out of it. And recently we were doing an audit of her content from the previous year before we started working together so that we could come up with a smart plan for the year that was coming. And as we looked through different posts and blogs and videos, there was this common thread I could see. I asked her to retell me who she was talking to her. Tell me who your soul client is. Tell me who your ideal client is. And she described her in detail. And then I asked, so where are we talking to her in your content? And we're looking at this previous year's content. She tried to point out that kind of all of these posts and she was giving me the rationale and then she stopped. She realized for herself where she was missing the mark. She was talking very generally about her subject very superficially about her clients' challenges and fears and wants and desires, but nothing that talked specifically about them. And she didn't really even realize until we did this audit, until we really started to pull it apart. She said, as we explored it a little bit more, and I was trying to ask why, like, why aren't we getting more specific? I, I asked lots of leading questions that would, I, I had a sense of what was stopping her. But what at the root of it, what she said was that she didn't want to offend her soul client. She didn't want to offend the woman who was watching. And she knows that she is like that. She said she knows she's this way. You know, I don't want to come across as being rude or too direct. And I said, you are so scared you're going to offend her by calling out like real truthful facts that in this case, she was a nutritional coach and she was talking about women who have menopause and she didn't really want to hit the nail on the head. She didn't really want to talk about the real symptoms that women with menopause feel. And I could go into this at length. And at the end of the day, when her messages of kind of energy and mood and sleep were producing content and they were, they were nice, but they weren't talking to her. They weren't talking to her ideal client and really her fear of offending or being too direct was really holding her back. And so I dove a little bit deeper again, and really it was about her fear of putting herself out there that could potentially make her feel vulnerable. And then she said, and then what happens if it doesn't work? And this was the key. What if it doesn't work? What if it alienates people and they don't join your program? What if it attracts you the wrong people? What if you just don't fill your program? What if at the same time next year you're in the same place? Or all of a sudden your one-on-one -on -one clients don't renew. What if your income goes from right now, your steady six, seven, eight Ks down to two or three Ks. This was where her mind was going. All of this was going on in the space of one little conversation that she was having with herself about her content and being more direct. And all of a sudden, 
all of these fears, because she articulated these things to me, came out. And so much of this dialogue was happening at a subconscious level. It was the slippery slope that she was going down and not really even realizing why. And at the end of the day, she was so afraid to fail. And I see this day in, day out that women like yourselves are actually so afraid to fail that they don't either try or they try half-assed. Or you don't really sit down to assess your content. You just keep on pushing it out. In the case of my client, she's, I'm showing up, I'm doing some of the work. But actually, if we dived into it, we could see that it wasn't like she wasn't getting the results, but she wasn't really prepared to really pull back the layers. Even though when we did it together, it's it, that's my job. <laughs> I could see it so clearly. And so she just decided to put herself out there. It was better than nothing. And I see so many women in this same situation because you are afraid to fail. So you do it a little because a little kind of keeps you bubbling along under the radar with a few clients, but without too much noise that will really get noticed. Because if you really get noticed and people don't like what they see or what they hear, you might not fill your program. You may offend people. You may fail. But equally, you may also start to magnetize the most amazing clients into your world. And that is the most likely thing that's going to happen. And so if this sounds familiar, we're going to be talking so much more about this today. And I want you to be seen as an entrepreneur that has this, that maybe hasn't really even talked about it or maybe realized it or had to have an awareness that you also have this fear of failure. So how does this show up for women and how does this show up for entrepreneurs? I'm going to just talk about a few ways that this can show up because it might just ring true for you and hit a chord. For entrepreneurs, we see this showing up often as a reluctance to try new things or to get involved in kind of innovative things or maybe challenging projects or maybe an avoidance or either an inaction is quite common. So you either avoid doing the thing and you just keep steady, keep your content the same, you keep your programs largely the same, or you just don't take action maybe on that idea that you have for your business and that idea, you think it's going to fail before you even give it a chance. And so you don't take any action whatsoever. And we avoid putting ourselves out there. It sometimes comes up as self-sabotage for entrepreneurs. You start doing some of the work and you put the course together and you get it up online and you do all the stuff and you're busy in the background pulling everything together. And then you put a launch plan together and you have a VA who does some graphics and you start launching. And then all of a sudden you put your first post up and you say, the wait list is open, join me, whatever. And you get a few likes. Sales posts don't usually get a huge number of likes and huge engagement, but there's lots of people watching, even if they're not liking. And so what happens is you might do another one the next day, or you might do a reel about it. And in the meantime, in the background, you're really overthinking and you're starting to think, shit, there's no one actually raising their hand. I've told them to comment waitlist and no one's joining the waitlist. Or I've, I've encouraged people to download my freebie or schedule a call and no one's doing it. No one's saying that they want to be a part of this. And even though there's, there's lots of insights and evaluation of launches that we can do when it comes to these things, but all of a sudden from a, a behavioral point of view, 
you start to really fear that this is not going to work, that you're fearing the failure of this program before you've really even given it a chance. And you start to actually back away from it. And so instead of posting every day like during a launch period, or maybe even twice a day during a launch period, you start to just really drip feed it. And you don't really talk about the program. You start to just go back to your content that you were scheduling before and you start to water things down and you talk or you don't really talk about it in your stories. And so if this sounds familiar to you, let me tell you, it's very common, especially during launches. But self-sabotage is absolutely a key behavior when you have this fear of failure. Another one is procrastination. So you have this desire to do this thing. You're like, I know this is going to be amazing. But all of a sudden your behavioral habits every single day turn to lots of procrastinating. And that's because at a subconscious level underneath, energetically in your nervous system, it doesn't really feel very safe and it feels dysregulated. It feels like it's out of the ordinary because you're pushing into new levels. You're pushing into new places that you don't know what the outcome is. You don't know how to do that thing. You don't know how people are going to react. You don't know. And so to come out of that safety of your bubble is dysregulating. And so as a habit and as a behavior, you start to procrastinate. These are just a couple of ways. There's lots of different ways that fear can present itself. But I know self-sabotage is a massive one for women. I know procrastination is. The other one is actually hustling. So actually starting to overwork and do more. And actually when it comes time to launching things or welcoming and inviting women into your world, it's not about actually doing more. It's about who you're being. And so then the way that you start to show up and the way that you start to be energetically starts to really start to waver and the hustling actually sends out vibes of don't know what she's doing and of doubt and of just not of resonance and not of like harmony. And that harmony is what we want, right? Like when you're in your authenticity and you're singing your tune and it resonates with all of the people that are out there, that's what you actually want. So sometimes it will also come across as feelings of lack of confidence or maybe low self-esteem. And often when we dig beneath those feelings, it's often about not being enough or not being smart enough. And then, you know, you open up Instagram and it opens up just a Pandora's box of not enoughness because then you see other people that are doing things and the other people who are launching masterclasses and other people who are doing the things and down the slippery slope you go once again. Another last one that I'm going to touch on is perfectionism. Perfectionism is another one that comes up a lot and shows itself as you are doing things in your business and you really continue to dot I's, cross T's, make it perfect, and you don't actually finish the project or do things or take things to market very quickly because all you're focused on is it being absolutely perfect. There is a really strong correlation that I've done a lot of research on this in research between fear of failure and being innovative. And I think this is a really big thing in coaching, especially, and not just in coaching, but I guess it's just, just in entrepreneurship, because trying new things and being creative it makes you feel unsafe and makes you feel like you're not in the norm. 
And so long as we don't address this kind of fear of failure, because as soon as you innovate, you might fail. There's maybe greater chances that you're going to fail. But also one of the only ways, one of the, the most powerful ways to get 10 steps ahead from other people that are around you, maybe in, as your as competitors or other coaches, is to do things differently, is to innovate, is to take a risk. I have made massive dreams come true in my life. By taking risks and taking the leaps, even though I didn't know what the outcomes were and taking the action despite my fears. And so when it comes to the coaching world, often um, people gravitate to really familiar strategies from mentors or from coaches because they are perceived to be safe. They're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. Everybody's doing that. Even though you don't really think, you don't want to follow everybody, but you don't really think even through the steps. You just gravitate to what other people are doing because it's just that sense of safety. And so why does this happen? If some of those things have resonated with you and you're like, yep, I can see myself as being that perfectionist or that person who's hustling or any of those things. I want to just tell you a few little tidbits around why you do this. And then I'm also going to give you some practical steps to help you overcome these fears. You've heard it right. Phoenix Rising is open and I'm inviting new members into this intimate and expansive container that is going to help visionary women just like you be able to thrive, scale your businesses and truly ignite your life. So if you're tired of hustling and sacrificing yourself and you want to create a business that feels electric but also easeful, learning how to do this with the life first model is for you. I encourage you to explore and to book in a call to discuss all of the 2024 Phoenix Rising upgrades as they've not yet hit the sales page or join the waitlist to hear all about them when they're ready. Now, why we do it, and I've already alluded to this, is that we want to stay safe and not take risks. Your nervous system will always work to stay safe and tell your brain to avoid conflict or danger. On the flip side, you can work on, like I talked about, increasing your energetic capacity of what feels safe to show or to prove to yourself that taking these risks and being innovative and stepping forward and putting it out there with being more direct or overt with your content, your ideas, your thought leadership, and seeing for yourself that it is safe and it is a safe strategy and that you can attract what you want. Another reason why is that we often develop a fear of failure because we're really working to satisfy other people's needs before our own. I know this is going to resonate with a lot of women. And Breaking away from those expectations, whether those are societal norms or societal expectations, parental ones, like I'm trying to do this because I think my parents want me to do this. Or sometimes you have these expectations of yourself. They're your own. And breaking away from them will help you forge a new path and stop living under those expectations of this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So sometimes we become like this because we've been in unsupportive uh, environments and always feeling maybe not enough or in the wrong, or I, I never felt like I could do enough for my dad or my mom, or these things can lead to underlying traumas and this fear of failure and criticism if you were to not try or not succeed. So I want to leave you with a few practical steps to help you overcome some of these fears. So if some of this has resonated with you, then I want to give you the tools to be able to start to 
work on these things because it's not just like you can click your fingers and overnight your fear is gone or talk yourself off the ledge of fear. These are things that you need to work on because they're deeply rooted. Identifying and acknowledging that you have these fears. Sometimes that is easier to do with a coach. Like I said, I was doing with my client. She was oblivious to them before I brought this up to her. And this is the power of having mentorship and working with a coach. So they can really ask you the right questions to understand what fear is there. And it's not just fear often that's just isolated. It's just fear. There's other stuff that's going on and potentially see what mindset blocks are actually stopping you. But one of the first things is actually really embracing this growth mindset. You've probably heard about this before, but this is all about when I think about mindset and I teach mindset inside my programs, it's really about your beliefs, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. So reframing your mindset around failure and doing, I think is so powerful embodiment work every single day is really needed. So embodiment work is all about, and again, I, I'm not going to go into this in too much detail here, but I do teach it inside my programs. It is really about thinking about what your goal is. And, and, and we do this with mini micro goals and we do this with bigger goals. On a weekly basis, you can have some small goals and on an over quarterly basis or an annual basis, you can have some big goals. And it's really about thinking about what you need to believe in order to make that thing come true. And so this is reframing your mindset. And thinking about what beliefs you need to have comes from your thoughts and your thoughts generate a feeling and your feelings come from your actions and your behaviors. So we actually break this down and work on, okay, what are the behaviors? What are the actions I need to do to feel this way? And these are the feelings that I'm going to have so that I can think this way. And you do it also in reverse. And so we do this, I do this on a daily basis. I do this within my soulful schedule. Uh, I teach about it, but it is a really powerful way to tap into your mindset, shift mindsets on a daily basis. Sometimes you're in a good mindset for a week and you're operating how you want to, but sometimes you can wake up daily and feel like you need to really work on this. And this is about resonance. This is about you showing up as the person that you want to show up as and your behaving in a way that is going to attract the things that you want. Because if you just set about your strategy and you're feeling like garbage and you're just faking it and you really don't genuinely feel good in yourself because that fear maybe is overtaking you or there's other stuff going on, it's going to be felt at the other end. It's not going to attract what you want into your life. And the other ways that I do this and we do this in some of my programs is setting realistic goals and celebrating small wins. So keeping that mindset focused on the wins and on the small goals and realistic goals. So we do this inside Phoenix Rising a lot and continuing to set those goals and celebrate them is paramount because it really makes you feel like you're actually getting somewhere. And again, like we have this negativity bias, like our brains can go always to the things that are going wrong or the hard stuff in your business. And so after a week and get to a Friday and you're like, man, that week felt really difficult. It's really powerful to shift and go, okay, I'm actually going to write these things down. I'm going to dig for the stuff that actually is going well and re really reframe your thoughts so that you're back into the energy and the frequency that you need to be.
for doing some of these practices and working on your mindset is also going to really cultivate a lot more self-compassion and resilience. So your mind is going to remember each time that you do this. And so over time, it gets more resilient and it doesn't go back to those fears as readily. And there's so much negative self-talk among women, among humans, and self-criticism and doubt that keep us stuck because there's that little devil on your shoulder talking you down every single time. And this is why even things like self-love practices, I think it's Mel Robbins that says, and she's got a book about it. Look yourself in the mirror and give yourself a high five. It's proven that the more that you can say, I love you to yourself, look at yourself in the mirror and actually have love and, and, and genuine compassion for yourself as a human, is going to really help you keep this fear of failure and so much of this kind of negative mindset at bay. It might sound a little bit cheesy telling yourself that you love you and you love yourself in the mirror, but let me tell you, it absolutely works. And some of these things are a must. So the second thing, so that first, first tip was really around working on your mindset and embodying your goals on a daily basis. The second one I want to dive into is really thinking about what you're surrounding yourself with and building a supportive community for too long as an entrepreneur in my previous life, I wanted, I had a lot of proving to do and I, I didn't, but I made myself think that I had a lot of proving to do. So I really wanted to go at business alone. I really wanted to prove myself that I could do this. And I didn't really value building a community around me. I was building a community and that was fine to, to put it out to other people, but I wasn't building a community to help me build my business. And this is just so paramount to have, whether it's mentorship, community, free community, there's just so many different examples of how you can build networks and build community around you, but it helps you through problem solving, troubleshooting. People that are in my programs often talk about the fact that this community helps them see blind spots, both kind of strategic and mindset blind spots. You don't see them until someone points them out to you and that sense of not feeling alone. And so building a supportive community with other female entrepreneurs has also in research been shown to reverse the actual effects of fear of failure and turn them into motivating effects. So whether it's investing in a mastermind like Phoenix Rising or joining a, a membership or maybe a free Facebook group, uh, this is really key to stay on track and not letting fear take you down. I'm going to be talking in another future episode about the difference in those kind of programs and also just the power of investing in yourself because I will just put a caveat to that is that free things, that things that you don't invest in yourself, and you've heard this probably within the coaching industry as well, and even like small memberships don't activate something within you that makes you feel like you're, put, you're putting yourself on the line. When you actually properly invest in your business. It's if you bought one share, you wouldn't care whether or not it goes up or not, or you bought a hundred shares. You're going to care whether or not your $10,000 goes up versus your hundred dollars. And so that is the, the, the nature of investing. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but I just say having those communities is really important whether or not those are, like I said, mastermind, free things, memberships, but just having that community is really important. Now, the third area is really around helping you empower yourself with a way forward. So finding tools, knowledge and education, learning things has been really, has been a powerful tool and, and, and has been proven to help people overcome fears of failure. So when you understand like 
how to get somewhere or even the first step to get somewhere. It relieves a lot of doubt. Of course, in our businesses, we can't know everything. So having someone or a group that goes back to the whole having community is really helpful to ask questions. And so much of entrepreneurship is not knowing how to do it, but continuing to learn and finding those answers to get to where you want to get to is paramount. Another way to really empower yourself forward is to start your day, you know, reprogramming those subconscious with a new path that you want to take. And we can do this through meditation, visualization, affirmations. Now this is getting to the root. This is actually getting underneath. So you got, you got your mindset and your thoughts and your beliefs and your feelings. Then there's what's happening underneath. And this is your subconscious where we largely operate 95% of our lives and we dive into inside my programs, but I personally find this really helpful to set the tone and my energy of how I want to be on a particular day. You might wake up tired or not in the right frequency to be showing up the way that you need to. So grounding into meditation or visualization can really help shift this. And this energetic or somatic work can start to rewire your neural pathways and make way for new levels and new ways of operating. If you feel like you're stuck and maybe getting in your own way, I'd really encourage you to think about these three things and these three tools and ways to help you overcome your own fears. Like I said, the first one was around mindset practices, thoughts, feelings, actions. The second one was about surrounding yourself with community and people who are going to lift you up. And number three was learning how to delve beneath the surface and into the subconscious where the root of so many of these fears actually lie. And what we work on inside my programs is encouraging you to take small steps despite these fears. And this is what I would encourage you to do, whether you're in my programs or not. What you find is you start to prove to yourself that you can do the thing. You can show up more online. You can put the stake in the ground with your thought leadership. You can start to earn new levels of income that you never thought possible. And this is the most rewarding for me as a business mentor to watch as women come through my world and into my communities, even listening to this as not only do their businesses change, but they change themselves and their lives truly change for the better because so much of what's happening under the surface is having such an impact at so many levels of our lives. So that is it for this episode. I have talked a lot about Phoenix Rising being open right now. The waitlist is open. So click the link in my bio, click the link here in the show notes, and you will either be taken to the waitlist or you'll be taken to the actual sales page where you're going to be able to dive in and find out so much more about this amazing program. It has completely been up-leveled and enhanced. I'm really excited about it. I am bringing to life the Life First methodology that I have been talking about for so long. And uh, there's just some really great things and additions and features that are going to be inside Phoenix Rising starting very soon. So starting from the beginning of February. So if that's of interest, it is very limited spaces. We only keep room for about a dozen women. And so if this is of interest to you, jump on the wait list, jump on the sales page, book a call with me, and let's have a conversation about whether or not it's right for you. Thank you for joining me this week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I truly hope you found it to be valuable and inspirational as you work to create a life by your own design. 
I would love you to rate and review this episode to let everyone else know about it and help me share this important message with the world. All you need to do is screen grab your review, share it on socials, and tag me in to win a $100 Airbnb voucher that I'll be giving away every single month.